follow too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our We forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalms this evening are Psalm 112 and 113, and they begin on page 483. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord. He hath great delight in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the faithful shall be blessed. Riches and plenteousness shall be in his house, and his righteousness endureth forever. Unto the godly there arise up light in the darkness. He is merciful, loving, and righteous. A good man is merciful and lendeth, and will guide his words with discretion. For he shall never be moved, and the righteous shall be, be had in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of any evil tidings, for his heart standeth fast and believeth in the Lord. His heart is established and will not shrink until he sees his desire upon his enemies. He hath dispersed abroad and given to the poor, and his righteousness remaineth forever. His horn shall be exalted with honor. The ungodly shall see it, and it shall grieve him. He shall gnash with his teeth, and consume away. The desire of the ungodly shall perish. Praise the Lord, ye servants, O praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth forevermore. The Lord's name is praise, from the rising up of the sun unto the going down of the same. The Lord is high above all nations, and his glory above all the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God, that hath his dwelling so high, and yet humbleth himself to behold the things that are in heaven and earth? He taketh up the simple out of the dust, and lifteth the poor out of the mire. That he may set him with the princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house, and to be a joyful mother of children. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. 
Here begins the eighth verse of the 43rd chapter of the book of Isaiah. Bring out the blind people who have eyes, and the deaf who have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together, and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this, and show us former things? Let them be justified, or let them hear and say it is truth. You are my witnesses, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me was, there was no God formed, nor shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and besides me there is no Savior. I have declared and saved, I have proclaimed, and there was no foreign God among you. Therefore you are my witnesses, says the Lord, that I am God. Indeed, before the day it was, I am he. And there is no one who can deliver out of my hand. I work, and who will reverse it? Here ends the first lesson. Before Magnificat, we have an antiphon that we say before and after. O King of the Gentiles and their desire, the cornerstone, who made both one come and save man, whom thou hast made out of the dust of the earth, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. O King of the Gentiles and their desire, the cornerstone, who made both one come and save man, whom thou hast made out of the dust of the earth. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the third verse of the first chapter of First Peter. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith, of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Though you have not seen him, you love him, and even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy, for you are receiving the end result of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Here ends the second lesson. Together, Lord, now let us thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, 
who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and ever-living God, who for the greater confirmation of the faith does suffer thy holy apostle Thomas to be doubtful in thy son's resurrection, grant us so perfectly and without all doubt to believe in thy son Jesus Christ, that our faith in thy sight may never be reproved. Hear us, O Lord, through the same Jesus Christ, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, now and forevermore. Amen. O Lord Jesus Christ, who at thy first coming did send thy messenger to prepare thy way before thee, grant that the ministers and stewards of thy ministries may likewise so prepare and make ready thy way by turning the hearts of the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, that at the second coming to judge the world we may be found an acceptable people in thy sight, who livest and reignest with the Father and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon us the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which thy Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in his glorious majesty to judge both the quick and the dead, we may rise to the life immortal, through him who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, now and ever. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness to beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Good um, evening on the, the uh, Feast of St. Thomas. Uh, I don't know anyone who identifies with St. Thomas. I, I know a lot of people who relate to St. Peter, the impulsive, strong warrior for Jesus, or St. John, thoughtful, wise, faithful, persevering, but not St. Thomas, doubting Thomas. In life, I see St. Thomas in myself and almost everyone I meet, and for sure anyone who comes into my therapy office with anxiety. I ask myself, why did St. Thomas doubt? 
Why didn't he trust the witness of his fellow disciples, many had lived closely with for three years or more? Here is my meditation on that theory. St. Thomas was hurt. He just spent three years following and learning from and loving a man he thought would be the Messiah. His teacher, leader, and reason for living these last three years had been yanked from him, humiliated, tortured, and killed, and he himself now lived under the threat of death for being a follower of Jesus. So Thomas, and I didn't call him saint this time because we're talking about him in his pre-saint experience, Thomas did, and we all do this, what Eve did and Adam complied with, what King Saul did to his destruction, what the religious leaders of Israel did, what people must have done since the beginning of time, and what we must stop doing. He went into self-protect mode, taking care of his own destiny by taking control away from God. He said, unless I see his hands, the print of the nails, and put my finger into the print of the nails, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. He could have said, I just refuse to be heard again. Thomas seemed to think what some of us heard in a song from the group The Who, we won't get fooled again. No, he doesn't want to get hurt again, so he shuts down and makes conditions for his belief that will protect him, since they are impossible. These could never happen. But Jesus, the God of the impossible, comes to him and tells him to do exactly what Thomas outlined as the only way he would believe. Reach your finger here and look at my hands, and reach your hands here and put, the, put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And we all know Thomas's response, my Lord and my God. In the same way, Jesus comes to us and says, do not be unbelieving, but believing. So see how our passages today speak to St. Thomas's situation, and maybe more importantly to our own situations. So in Psalms 112 and 113, uh, 112 starts, God is com constantly committed to righteousness of life. And there's this, uh, there's this thought in Psalm 112 that God, God is righteous and so are the people that follow him. God provides for the people that follow him. And darkness, they're not immune from life's darkness, but when the darkness comes to God's people, they're faced with what we have left is faith, that light is bound to come, come in the morning or at dawn. But while the darkness lasts, our duties don't change. We continue upright in conduct and we remain gracious and compassionate. So in Psalm 113, it's, it's actually the first psalm of a group of psalms, 113 to 118. They're called the Halal, which is praise, and it's a set of Passover psalms. So these are probably, Psalm 113 is kind of exciting. It's probably one of the psalms Jesus said at the, at the Last Supper. So in this, we see that God is himself exalted, but not only that, that he lifts the needy up into his throne, and he seats the needy, and he throws them, enthrones them out of the dust onto a throne and into fulfillment. He takes the helpless. Remember, Jesus said, blessed are the poor and needy. He takes these people and he countermands their unworthiness and reverses their hopelessness. And he'll do the same for us as we stay faithful to him. In Isaiah, we read, you are my witnesses and my servant who I am chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, there was no God form, nor shall it be after me. Doesn't that sound like something that Jesus might have said to his disciples? Something he would say to Thomas. Didn't he say something like that to him in Matthew at the end and in verses 19 through 20? Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all the things I have commanded you. And the most important promise, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so in St. Peter we read, and this is something that's, that Thomas needed to know, and Thomas learned when Jesus came to him and touched him. As God is, Jesus has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection. So we, we come to hope through the resurrection and we greatly rejoice. And even though we're grieved by various trials, these, these things will come to us. So we'll have some up, some up times and some down times. But our, our faith is more precious than gold because it's tested, it becomes strong, and we walk with God and we stay faithful. We believe, we rejoice, and we rejoice especially at this time as we look forward to celebrating the thought of his coming the first time and the, and the fulfillment of his kingdom when he calls again. Let's continue with the prayer of all conditions for all conditions of men. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving help unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially for those whom we make our prayers at, at this time, and especially for those members of our families that need to come to you, that your spirit would touch them. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, to give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for the inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Great to be with you tonight. Sorry about tripping over that word at the end. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks, Deacon Bob. Bob. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. It's a great Thank message. You. Yeah, Thank you. It was. <laughs> yeah, Thank like we never all trip. <laughs> <laughs>
So we need his grace. Absolutely. Good night, everyone. Good night. Have a wonderful night.